This program is brought to you by the partners and friends of Creflo Dollar Ministries. Coming up next on Changing Your World. Satan is a defeated foe. He's not going to be defeated in a sweet by and by. He is a defeated foe. He can, and what the, the most that he can do right now is oppress people, and oppression is what happens in your mind. And the way he oppresses people is to try to get them to continue to live by the law instead of to live by the grace. Cleveland, Ohio, Dallas, Texas. The Change Experience is on its way. Join Pastors Creplo and Taffy Dollar for one night only, March 6th in Cleveland, Ohio, and April 24th in Dallas, Texas. As soon as we find out that it was happening again, my friend found out, booked a ticket straight away. This really, really, really changed my life. You don't want to miss these special events. Go online to get your free seat today. healing anointing. Every believer can. Do it. Yeah, but I'm scared. You, you can tell it in the room almost. I'm not really excited about hearing this part because I don't plan on doing it. <laughs> you the preacher, you do the healing. No, but you're the believer. And as for the believer, they'll lay hands on the sick and the sick will recover. Amen. Heal the sick. Watch this. Cleanse the leopards. All right, now you thought healing was something. Raise the dead. I just want to check out what you're thinking about. Raise the dead. You ought to get your iPhone, flip it so you can see how you look right now. <laughs> Raise the dead. <clears throat> Cast out devils. There it is again. So there must be some devils housed in some people. Amen. If he keeps talking about cast them out. Amen. Freely you have received. Freely give. Now I'm going to tell you something. Here's, here's, here's one of the problems, is that we try to stage this power. Let me explain to you what I mean. You think you're only supposed to do this when you're at church for applause. You know why I've seen the greatest miracles take place? When I'm not in church, I don't have an audience with somebody who don't even know Jesus. Try that. That'll build your faith up. Wow. What are you going to do with this power? 
How long will it lie dormant? See, we've turned the things of God into a stage. We've staged it only at church. I asked God about that. I said, well, what is it that I can get more results like just going up and down Old National Highway and just praying for anybody and see powerful things happen? And then when you get in the church and they come down for a prayer line, you pray for them and don't nothing happen. I said, what's up? He said, the believers are not believing. You ever thought about that? Why is it that a guy can come in off the street, come down to the aisle, get hands laid on him, something happens, and you've been here for 20, 30 years and been coming down every time they have a prayer and ain't nothing happened. Wow. So let's quit staging stuff. No more staging things. Let's get ourselves ready to do what God tells us to do when God tells us to do it. No staging stuff. I said no staging stuff. We act like the word can't work outside of church. That's where it works the best. It works the best when ain't nobody looking at you. And you ain't got no pressure on you because ain't nobody looking for you. And it's you and your God that you know. And when you're at work, during break time, during break time, during break time, don't steal that man's money talking about you, you're a Christian and you're stealing his money. During break time, not on his time, break time. Well, I'm saved. If I get fired, I get fired. See, you're talking crazy now because if you get fired, then you can't pay your bills and all the other stuff. You're talking about, Lord, what happened? What happened was is you were stealing that man's money. So during break time, the Lord got me covered. Now, God ain't covering you for doing what you're not supposed to be doing during break time. You go up there and that lady say, look, I look like you came in this morning. How you feel? Oh, I ain't been feeling good at all. Can, may I pray for you? Oh, yeah, you can. And explain it to him. Say, I'm a Christian, and, and God's given me power, and I have, the, uh, I have his permission to use his power. So I'm going to use his power on you and, and get you healed and do it. Man, I guarantee you, they'll, they'll get healed in front of you, and, and you'll walk around thinking, you, you owe a robber. So look at me. Because he's, he's, you, need to act, you have a right to access the power, but you won't do it because you're scared. I challenge each of you to take the power from the stage, take it out of the theater, and use it in your everyday life, and watch God do things. Replace your complaining with faith confessions, and watch situations change. Be cautious of your first response, and make sure your first response is a faith response, and watch things turn out the way they need to turn out. There's no secret that sometimes things turn out the very way that you gave the authority for it to turn out because you're not paying attention to your first response. You're not paying attention to the power you've been given. And we're Christians. We should be functioning and operating in our authority. As long as you sit back and don't do that, it, it won't happen. L look at what he said in Matthew chapter uh, 10, verse, let's see, let's see, Matthew 10, verse 19. Uh, no, Luke 10, 19. Let's go Luke 10, 19. Oh, glory to God. Mm-hmm. The crew getting stirred up, but watch out, devil, had it come. The crew finna come after you, devil. Somebody said, I'm going straight home. 
Why are you going home? I got some assignments in my own house. And <laughs> now watch this. Behold, I give unto you power. Now, it's interesting. In this scripture, he uses power twice. One time it means ability. The other time it means authority. Okay? Now, the first use of here is authority. Behold, I give unto you power or authority to tread. That word tread means to have absolute mastery over. I give unto you authority over or mastery or to tread on serpents. You have authority. And scorpions, you have authority. These are demon spirits and forces. And over all the ability, second word power is translated ability, so you have authority over all of the ability of the enemy. That's powerful. You have authority over all of the ability of the enemy. So whatever ability the enemy has, you have authority over his ability. Lord have mercy. You understand what that means? That means no, no matter what Satan tries to do, you have been graced with the authority and the right to command where he is concerned. And nothing shall by in any means hurt you. You ain't got to be afraid of no floating napkin, no squeak in the corner. You ain't got to be afraid of nothing. You have authority over all of the ability. Say out loud, I have authority, I have authority. over all of the ability all of the devil. And nothing, and nothing shall by any means, by any means hurt, me. hurt me. Look at this in the Amplified right quick. I'm just giving you a little briefing on this, and uh, we'll talk a little bit more Sunday. I just want to wake up that sleeping giant on the inside of you. I am not telling you anything that you're not reading. Behold, I, I have given unto you authority and power to trample upon serpents and scorpions and physical and mental strength and ability over all the power that the enemy possesses and nothing shall in any way harm you. Say out loud, I receive, I receive authority, authority over all of the ability, ability of the enemy. Amen. So what is, what is, um, what is your enemy's ability? Number one, suggestion. You know, when Jesus whipped him and stripped him and made an open show of him, the devil ain't what he used to be. So what has he got left? Suggestion. The mind that becomes the battleground. He will try to suggest things to you. And if you don't know your Bible, if you don't know the grace and the covenant you live under, you may take a suggestion that you don't have to take. What is he saying to you? And does that line up with the word in the will of God for your life? 
you have authority over every thought that the enemy may suggest or provoke in your mind. The Bible says that we cast down every stronghold and every high thought or thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. You can cast down strongholds. How do you cast down strongholds? You open your mouth up and you speak the truth of God's grace. When you do that, you are taking authority over his ability. Now, I just explained to you with precision so you don't have to go out here and imagine that he's bigger than what he is. He's already been defeated. Satan is a defeated foe. He's not going to be defeated in the sweet by and by. He is a defeated foe. He can, and what the, the most that he can do right now is oppress people, and oppression is what happens in your mind. And the way he oppresses people is to try to get them to continue to live by the law instead of to live by the grace. You have authority over that. You can cast down thoughts. Every thought that exalts itself again, but you do it with words. You don't cast down thoughts with thoughts. You cast down thoughts with words. And when you're thinking something that goes contrary to God's word, cast it down. Amen. The battle's almost won right there. Here's where people are losing. Sitting there, paying attention to old Slewfoot. <laughs> Just letting him fill your head with a bunch of stupid stuff. Next thing you know, you begin to direct your life and begin to serve what you're listening to. That's, that's, it's pretty simple. His MO is pretty simple. Speak something, uh, make it appealing to your flesh or to your desire. You don't know nothing from the Word, so you don't know if it's contradicting the Word or not, so you don't cast it down, so it stays up there. He speaks some more. Before you know it, he's building a house constructed of thoughts now you have a stronghold and a desire so strong to do it, and then he traps you, and really the only thing he did was make a suggestion that you didn't cast down, but allow more and more to come in, and it builds something on the inside of you, and, and there you go. And with it comes certain spiritual things to support those thoughts, and you don't, you don't even know you're being deceived. Because deception has to have a bit of truth in order for it to be deception. We see it all in the Bible. First thing he came with Jesus. Notice the first attack. This is so good, God. Thank you for letting me see this. The first attack was against, in both cases, the identity of Adam and the identity of Jesus. The first attack. Uh, Every attack of the enemy is going to begin with an attempt to attack who you are in Christ. You ain't right. You know you ain't nothing but a sinner. You, you, you ought to be ashamed of yourself. It's to attack everything that Jesus has done for you. That's the first attack. You got to cast that down. If you can protect your identity in Christ, you will defeat him every single time. But what's happened? He's always attacked your identity. What that which grace has made us and given us, we let him attack it. You guys, you, you can't do that. You can't do that. You got to open your mouth up 
and speak the word. That's why coming to these Bible studies is vital. That's why getting to church is vital. Making this a life, and then it becomes a reality. Not coming in and out, in and out. It freak. It, it just, I don't know. I don't understand. People, people come in in trouble. Jesus helps them. Then they disappear. Then the next time I see them is when they're in trouble again. Jesus helps them. Then they disappear. I'm thinking, don't you get it? Just stay with Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> I'll get a t-shirt. Stay with Jesus. Stay out of trouble. <laughs> and, and the amazing thing to me is Jesus keeps helping them. Amen. James 4 and 7. All right. Let's read it out loud together. Ready to read. Submit yourself, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. All right. Now, when the Bible says that you can speak to a mountain with no doubt in your heart, you will have whatever you say. That's spiritual authority. I can speak to situations. That's spiritual authority. You don't speak to it, nothing changes. Proverbs 18, I believe 21 says, death and life is in the power of the tongue. He gave you the power, you're supposed to use it. Okay? Cast out devils. You don't cast them out. That's some, that's some, he gave you the power, you're supposed to use it. Um, now here he says, you submit, you submit yourself to God. We've already done that. Resist the devil. The word resist here means actively fight against, actively resist him, to fight against, to withstand, but it's actively doing so. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. That is, that's your spiritual authority. He's given you the power to stand up and withstand the devil, resist him, and he said, if you resist, he will flee. If you don't resist, he won't flee. That's your spiritual authority. You have been given the authority, and it, God has given you his power to use to activate spiritual law. Resist him. Something happens, something's going on in your life, you don't know why it's going on. That's not time to say, oh, God, I don't know why me, why me, why me. Shut up. Resist the devil. He will flee. I think some of us need to get a revelation of shut up. We get in big trouble just by not paying attention to what we say. Resist the devil. Well, resist him how? Resist him with your words. That's where it starts. Resist him with your mouth. Everything about your authority is going to start right here. It starts right here. Resist him with words. Satan comes, no, that's not going to happen to me. You remember the scripture we were talking about in the book of Isaiah uh, when he said, um, uh, no weapon formed against me shall prosper, and every tongue that rises up against you, you shall condemn. This is your heritage and your righteousness is of me. Ah, man, I, for a long time, I didn't know what that was. Uh, was Isaiah 54? And I'm, verse 17, flip there for a minute. We, we, we're going around. We'll be back to this in a minute, and I'm going to go there for a minute. And, and the sun's still out. I think we're doing all right. We, we're going to be... <laughs> I right, watch this. No weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper or have success. Every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment thou shalt condemn. All right, now here's what this means. When you hear somebody say something and you heard it, condemn it. All right, how does that work? You could be sitting at home looking at the news and they say, well, you know, people died in an airplane crash. 
condemn it. Say out loud, that'll never happen to me. Why? Because you heard those words, condemn it so the fear won't stay up in there and start growing. And then you try to figure out where this fear of flying come from. That's what it means. You condemn it when you hear it. Well, such and so, such and so had cancer. And then you, you, you heard that, praise God, she's healed, and I'll never go through that in the name of Jesus. Be bold enough to do it. You know, I remember folks coming to me in church talking about, now, you got to be careful saying that the devil hear you as if he had any power to bring it to pass. And I'm going around scared. Oh, Jesus, I said it and the devil heard me. You want him to hear you. You know what I said? You want that devil to hear you. Make sure he hears you, hears you loud and clear. This is never going to happen to me. I'll never be broke another day in my life. I'll live long and I'll prosper. I have victory today. This is going to be the best day of my life. Yeah, you want him to hear you. No weapon that's formed against me, thee, shall prosper. Well, when is it formed? When the tongue rises up in a judgment. He says, condemn it. Man, that thing ministered to me. Condemn it, praise God. You know, you get to hearing, you know, somebody showed up in this neighborhood and they shot up such and so, such and so, so. I'm like, no, that won't happen to me. Amen. Well, somebody's kid got kidnapped and they end up, you know, dying and give no, that ain't happening to me. That ain't happening to me. I plead the blood of Jesus over my children and all is well. Hallelujah. And they will fulfill uh, what the Lord has called them to do, God's will for their life. And I just condemn it. Yeah. You know that's authority that has been graced to you? Amen. You were not supposed to just sit there and just meditate on it. Hmm. Plane crash. Mm -mm. And they had another one. Mm. You remember when they ground the 737? Like, mm. you say, what kind of plane is that? <laughs> 737. No, I ain't flying today. You don't condemn it. You don't condemn it. I'm flying a lot of times just over the ocean, over the water. Ain't no way you can pull off on the side. <laughs> You understand what I'm saying? It ain't like the car, well, I'm just going to pull over and check under the hood. You pull over on that plane, then that's all, that's the last pullover you're going to have. Don't you know, and when I started doing that, it was a concern of mine 20-something years ago thinking, ooh, ain't nothing between the plane and no water down there. And I said, I, I can't do this. I can't spend my life wondering what might happen. The only two times something happened and I was in the plane, the Lord told me before it happened. Told me, prepared me, and I was ready to respond the right way. But boy, that was a time I'd, I'd get in the plane and I'd, I'd start flying. I mean, even commercial. And I would realize it is nighttime. We are over an an ocean. I had, I had to condemn that thing. I said, Lord, I will not spend the rest of my life. Ain't no other way. Greyhound don't go over there. <laughs> we also got one time. We said, what was the, what's the, uh, what's the longest trip you ever drove as a bus driver? He said, Honolulu. 
I said, you ain't no way in the world you could drive to Honolulu. What you want? <laughs> he was serious. I said, you really believe what you just said? <laughs> Honolulu? Hawaii? <laughs> Man, you drunk. <laughs> Condemn it. Don't let it just ease up there and stay there. And then you don't even know where it came from. Condemn it. If you tolerate fear, it will contaminate your faith. Condemn it. That's authority. If you don't condemn it, it is a weapon that will prosper. And why did it prosper? Because you had authority that you didn't use because you confuse what you do under the grace of God with what you do with the spiritual authority. You sitting there, well, I ain't doing nothing. I'm under grace. Condemn it. You have been given his power to use. Hallelujah. Satan is a defeated foe. It's time we walk in the authority God has given us over the enemy. Every attack of the enemy is going to begin with an attempt to attack who you are in Christ. For a love gift of $12.95 or more, we would like to offer you this powerful series, The Contrast, Identity versus Performance. He did not put you on this earth powerless. And I'm telling you in these last days, it is time for the body of Christ to stand up in the power and the authority that Jesus has given unto us. And it is time to let the world see us operate in this authority and in this power. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. Every tongue that rises up against me, I condemn it. Call or go online to order today. This is an awesome experience. We are a team. It's amazing. You've not been called to be ordinary, but extraordinary. Ladies, are you ready to find your worth? Join us at the 2020 Worth Radical Women's Conference, March 19th through the 21st at World Changers Church International and learn just how valuable you are. Once you find out your worth, you will stop giving out discounts. Join Taffy Dollar, Creflo Dollar, Sarah Jakes Roberts, Dee Dee Freeman, and special musical guests Todd Delaney, Miranda Curtis, and Demita Chandler. Mark my words, this is going to be epic. Join us for three life-changing days at the 2020 Radical Women's Conference, March 19th through the 21st. Reserve your seat today at taffydollar.org or text RADICAL to 51555. Every time you give, you are being used by God to stop misfortune in someone else's life. God used someone to deliver you out of your pit. Now he can use you to deliver others from their pits. Your gifts to Creflo Dollar Ministries are used to spread the gospel to hurting people on every continent. We cannot thank you enough for helping us make a lasting impact. We appreciate you and God bless you.
If you want to honor the Lord by sowing financial seeds into Creflo Dollar Ministries, call the number on your screen or log on to CreflodollarMinistries.org. Because of you, Creflo Dollar Ministries is providing a new understanding of grace and empowering change in the lives of millions of people every day. Thank you, partners and friends. Your love and financial support makes it possible to bring this message into millions of homes all across the globe.